do this, huh? All right, welcome to Mule Tip Tuesday. It's Tuesday, November 24th, 2020. 2020 is going fast, and it has been a wild ride, but um, glad to be here with you guys today. Um, I don't have any sponsors to thank today, um, so I want to thank all of you guys that are watching. Um, thanks for jumping on here live with me, or if you if you're not listening live um, on Facebook, if you listen back later on the podcast, Everyday Mealmanship with Ty Evans, thanks for doing that. Um, it's uh, it's always amazing to me that you guys want to tune in to something I have to say. Um, uh, it's uh, it's crazy um, to think how many of you guys tune in here. You know, last year. I had, or excuse me, last week on Meal Tip Tuesday, just on the podcast, we had 14.2 thousand listens to Meal Tip Tuesday. Can you believe that? And uh, usually here on Facebook, we get, oh, somewhere between 10 and 20 thousand. But it just amazes me how many of you guys want to jump on to see what this old mule trainer has to say. Um, uh, to you guys. So anyways, we've got a couple of good questions today. and uh, But I'll probably have time to answer some live questions. So if you guys have questions, uh, go ahead and post them in the comments right now. Uh, that way when I get to that, I can just scroll back here and check them out and, and answer your questions for you guys. But thank you guys for being here today, hanging out with me. We're going to have a good uh, half hour of meal talk here. So um I did have one announcement for you guys. Um, I have been getting quite a few emails and messages through social media and whatever. Um, you guys asking about our Everyday Mulemanship Challenge 2020. Um, a lot of you have been asking if I'm going to keep those up on YouTube or if we're going to keep going next year or what all. So let me answer a couple of those questions. Number one... Um, no, they won't be on YouTube forever. Next week, or excuse me, this Sunday coming up, um, what is it, the 29th or something, um, will be our final um, challenge for 2020, okay? That'll be week number 48. I can't believe we've done 48 of those uh, videos for you guys. and, and uh, But it's been a lot of fun. But it will be the last one for 2020. And I will leave these up on YouTube for a couple more weeks, okay? After that, I am excited to announce that we are launching our online video library. I'm in the process of working on uh, getting this library put together. So all of the challenges will be on this online video library. So you can go on there anytime you want and you can watch those. Uh, we'll also have our whole set of DVDs on there, um, and a whole bunch. I have downloaded um, over a hundred videos for you guys now on this online video library, and our plan is to add to it um, monthly. So you guys will have lots of good videos there. So we'll have more to come on that video library for you guys. It'll be a lot of good stuff. Um, got clips from clinics. I got this guy's always filming our wisdom talks that we do at the clinics and um, 
you know, she just pulls out her phone and videos when I'm working on stuff there. And so we'll have a lot of good stuff that hopefully you guys will appreciate and enjoy. But that's where all the challenges are going, okay? And starting in 21, I'll still be sending you guys videos every other week or so and plenty of information for you guys. I got lots to share if you guys want to listen. So anyways, that's one announcement. Um, okay, let's get to our tip for today. Um, I read this uh, quote and I have no idea who wrote it. I found it um, on social media on uh, uh, the Eclectic Horseman. Um, they, uh, they posted this oh, a couple years ago. But I wrote it in my journal and I thought I'd share it with you. But it says, you attract what you are, not what you want. You attract what you are, not what you want. And that really got me to thinking about these mules too and the things that we're doing. And so many times we have these goals. Um, it, you know, goals like, like I hear it in the clinics every weekend, right? People will talk about, you know, I, I start the clinic, I start the class by asking, what are your goals? What do you want to get out of this clinic? What do you want to get? Um, what are you hoping, what are you hoping to be? What are you hoping to become? Um, and people will say, oh, I want my meal to be really soft. I want my meal to be light. And they have all, a lot of expectations for their mule, which is great. None of them are bad things. It's great. I mean, I want my mules to be soft and light and supple and collected and, and uh, self-carried and all these things too. However, if I want my mule to be soft and willing and light, so, so should I be that. I, I should work on being... Um, what I would like my mule to become. And, you know, maybe this quote had nothing to do with that. You know, you attract what you are. But I, th but that's how I, I took it. You attract what you are. So if you can practice being the things that you want your mule to be, then they will be that. Um, another one, and this might be hard for a lot of you to listen to, is a lot of times we want our mules to be confident we want our mules to not be scared, to be brave. Um, and I help a lot of people all year long, um, going on almost nine years doing these clinics and stuff, of trying to help people become brave and be not scared and things so that uh, their mules uh, can can be brave because you can't help your meal be brave if you're not brave. That's so challenging, isn't it? That's so hard to hear. That's so hard to hear, but yeah, you, you attract what you are. So whatever you want your mule to be, whatever, however you want your mule or your horse or your donkey to act, whatever you're hoping to, to do here, you need to become that first. You got to work on yourself first. You got to do that. Um, and it might be a process, and, and the process is a whole nother topic, right? Um, take your time at it, work at it, and, and build it. So these things don't happen quickly. Um, that's the hardest thing with our culture here in America. That Luckily, it's starting to fade out a little bit, but the culture of 
putting time limits on on training. You know, the 30-day miracles, um, people wanting to get done are, are fading away. So that's kind of neat. But yeah, I hope you guys like that. Tell me, tell me what you thought of that that quote there. You attract what you are, not what you want. What do you what do you think of that? Post in the comments. Okay, um, first question I got to share with you today, and I forgot to write down who asked me this, so <laughs> whoever asked me this, if you're listening, speak up, or comment up, I should say, okay? Um, but their question was basically, what do you do when you're having trouble on a piece of the checklist? So like, you're, you're working at something and you, you're having a difficulty, let's say, with stopping and backing up or with simple lead changes or whatever it is. You're having trouble on that piece and it seems to be real sticky and doesn't seem to be making progress. What do you do? Because I've talked before and I think this question stemmed from a comment last week that we, we uh, discussed where basically, when you quit, you confirm. So they're basically asking me, well, I'm really stuck on this and it seems, you know, I can't quit on it, but I'm not getting anywhere. Um, and it seems if the longer that you stay on one piece, the harder it gets and the more miserable it gets. So what do you do? So here's the deal. This is what I do. If I basically bite off more than I can chew and I begin to choke, <laughs> this is what I do. I will... I will not dwell on that exercise, okay? So I'm not going to sit there and pound and pound and pound on that one exercise, that one question. But here's the deal. This is the important part, is you never change questions to a new question. I always go, I always go back to a question I've already asked. So I go back down the checklist. You guys have heard me talk about the checklist every week now for years. And it's so important to me to be organized like this. So if I get in trouble, if I'm, if I'm having a hard time, maybe I'm having a hard time, let's say, uh, turning on the haunches. If, I, if I'm having a hard time getting my mule to turn on the haunches, I am not going to ask them to uh, pick up a soft feel or to stop with both reins or to back up or anything like that. I'm not gonna work on those pieces. I'm gonna go back down my list and get those pieces better. Does that make sense? Give me some thumbs up if you're on the Facebook Live right now, um, if that makes sense to you. You go back down the checklist. So, okay, well, what's, what's back down the checklist from turning on the haunches? Well, that would be working on the hindquarters, turning on the forehand, okay? Hey, my grandmother just jumped on. Hey, Grandma. Grandma watches every week. Biggest fan. Um, anyways, I would go back down to turning on the forehand. Okay. And if that, and if I'm still having trouble, I'd go back to riding on, on a loose rein. So you can always go back down those pieces that you've already asked. But you would, wouldn't say, well, I'm having a hard time turning on the haunches. So I'm going to go work on uh, simple lead changes. That, that's not it. That doesn't work. That's not, that's not the right order. So you never move, I, I, sh I keep saying you, by you I mean I. I would never ask the next question until I've confirmed um, the previous question. 
So if I'm having trouble, I just go back down that list and get better at those things. So, um, yes. So you, 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 one of the other things that they asked me that, well, how long do you, would I stay on something if I'm having a hard time? Uh, I can't give you an answer to a time, a time frame. Like how long would I work on that exercise before I basically back down? Like I just said, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a time frame. It'd be mostly dependent on the mule's expression. If the mule's expression is tipping over, basically they're getting more bothered. Um, the mule is getting more stressed out. Uh, they're, 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 they're going to the instinctual side of their brain rather than the thinking side of the brain. That's when I'm going to probably start backing down that checklist. If they're hanging in there with me and it seems like that motor is running and their brain is ticking and they're searching, I, I would hang on it. So I can't answer that part of that. How long would I work at one, one piece? I don't know. It might be five minutes might be 15 minutes, it might be an hour, it might be 30 seconds, I don't know. So you gotta be flexible that way. Uh, okay, good question. Whoever, if you're watching and you ask that, I apologize, I, I forgot to write the name down on that, but if that's you, say hello and and tell me if you, if you got something out of that answer. Okay, uh, the next question I got, uh, just barely came in today, I thought it was a good one, was from 45 Quarter Circle Ranch. Cassie, are you on here on here watching? If you are, say hello. So she wrote in today and said, um, long story short, she has a friend that has a horse that likes to balk a lot and will, will get kind of sticky. Won't go forward. It starts backing up and uh, it, it can turn into a crow hopping deal, bucking deal, um, and she's saying, uh, you know, what what can we do to help that? She gave a few other details about the riders in there. I don't I won't go into those here for you guys, but but one thing that I will take a, a moment to comment on, Cassie, is it sounds like your friends are not setting this horse up for something that is good. So so basically. You know, it's important that you guys always ask when you guys are working with your mules, your horses, your donkeys, uh, or people too, right? This works with people, but what are they going to get out of this when they do what you've asked them to do? What are they going to get out of this deal? Um, because they'll only do you a favor for so many times. The, you know, the, the horse, the mule, the equine is, is pretty simple. They, they are always seeking peace. So, so when a horse gets to doing this, when a mule gets to doing this, when they don't want to go forward, um, they want to fly backwards. And it, and it can go from bucking, it can go to rearing, it can go to, to all sorts of things, dodging out from under people. I, I, I've seen quite a, a few horses get to where they'll back up and then tip out to one side and, and get to where they kind of know how to dump you. Okay, the reason that they're doing this is that's the only, that's, that's how they see the out. And and one comment that she put in there is that a lot of times she will at this this friend of hers will ask the horse to do something, and the horse um, exhibits this behavior, and so the rider kind of backs off and eases up and says, "Oh, I'm sorry, I might have pushed too hard." Now that's not always necessarily a bad thing because sometimes you step in a puddle that's too deep for your boots, right? And 
And just like I was saying, sometimes you do need to back up a little bit. However, you know, this, this deal that she's wrote in about here, it's, it's easy to say that, you know, the first answer as I'm reading the question basically is, well, forward motion. And uh, my friend Christy Kovner is on here, and she asked me last night a very similar question. Christy, I hope you're um, listening uh, to this question because it's, it's something that Charlie could get to do and her horse Charlie could get to do um, if you don't address this. But basically, what I would do, Cassie, what I would tell your friend to do or you or whoever's working this horse is I would work on getting this horse to move freely. Just get it loosened up. Um, sometimes horses, mules, they can get to where they get kind of sick of um, nothing is in it for them and, and there's no uh, freedom and they have a hard time getting free movement with you. Um, so a lot of times I will just ride and relax and just just focus on keeping the horse as centered as I can, going forward and focusing on riding on a loose rein. I think that's that's what I'd be really working on, Cassie. And Christy with your horse too. I told you that the other day. But get them really freed up. Okay, that's that's the main thing. And the other thing too, Cassie, like I kind of mentioned before, is the horse needs to get something out of this. Okay, um, it's it's not fair for the horse just to just to be a slave to you or to this to this person. They got to get something out of that. So, um, you know, riding them on a loose rein is a way for them to get something out of it. You leave them alone for a little bit. Basically, maybe aim. You know, okay, I'm gonna ride to that corner of the pasture, and then once they're headed there, leave them alone. Don't worry about it. So. Um, Cassie has a comment here. I'm going to read it real quick because this might be applicable. Cassie says, I can get them to do everything I ask them when I ride. It's only with them. I've told them how to get movement, but they are still struggling. So Cassie, it sounds like they ought to be listening to more Mule Tip Tuesdays, huh? Um, see, this is, this is why I like in the clinics, I always share, you know, um, like, you know, if you guys would have come, some of you have, some of you came to clinics, you know, eight years ago, seven, eight years ago, in the very beginning, almost nine years now, where if you showed up to a clinic, in fact, the very first clinic I ever taught, I had the folks bring their animals, and I worked the animals, and the folks just sat in the audience and watched. Now, some of you, some of you listening right now says, oh boy, that sounds pretty good, and it might. However, I've learned that it doesn't matter what I can do, it only matters what you can do, because it's your horse, it's your mule, it's your donkey, okay? So, they need to work on themselves, Cassie. They need to be better riders. They need to be more giving. You know, it's just like the quote that I started with, right? Um, if they want this horse to be freed up and, and more relaxed and more willing, so do they. So, that's a good question there, Cassie. Okay, so that's it for my, that's it for my questions that I got written down so let's uh let's go see what you guys have to say here today okay i'm just gonna scroll through these and see if i can find a question okay all right um i'm just scrolling here let's see what you got a lot of good people watching a lot of friends here today 
Um, I'm just seeing. Um, Shannon, it is the truth, and the mules do a great job reflecting it. Improve your mulemanship so you can be better. That's right, Shannon. All right, let's see what we got here. All right, Samantha Jenkins writes in, we have a Molly who hunches up real bad after she is first tacked. We will walk her and she eases up, but when you go to mount, she does it again. After mounted, she is fine. So we call that cold-backed. Um, you know, they get a little humpy. Uh, looks like they got a watermelon under the saddle pad, you know? So, um, okay, Samantha. Number one, when you are saddling, um, I would know you probably have this mule tied up when you saddle, okay? I'm just assuming that. But next time you saddle, go out tomorrow and just have your lead rope on, okay? Um, your, your halter and lead rope and do this in the round pin or something. But throw that saddle pad up there. And if the mule is real tight, which I imagine she will be, then I want you to move that mule around to just do some, some nice quality groundwork. Go through the checklist groundwork steps. Uh, you just pull that saddle pad off and set it back down on the ground and then go through your groundwork quietly. Don't, it's not a punishment. They're not in trouble for having a hump in their back, okay? Because this is just a reaction to something else that's going on, okay? So I'll do that. Then I'd come back, I'd throw that pad on again. And if they're still a little a little tight, then I might move them a little bit more. Eventually, I would go through that until they, I can put the pad on without a hump in their back. And then I will th put the saddle on their back. Now, there's plenty of mules that have gotten humpy. They've gotten to where they're cold back because people smack those saddles down on them so darn hard. Or maybe they, they throw the saddle up and the, and the cinches and the, the, the stirrups get stuck under there and it lands on their back hard. That's common. So set that saddle up nice and, and relaxed on there. Just swing it over real smooth, okay? And, and don't be quick to cinch it up. I would just cinch it loose. So just have it basically just on so that if, if the mule went to move off, it's not going to fall off. The saddle won't roll, okay? So just barely tight enough. And then... I might, I might just, I might just walk her a little bit, and I might just take a little bit more, and then I might go through a little bit of groundwork and take a little bit more on the cinch, until I'm ready to, to, uh, you know, I've, I've cinched up enough that it's prepared for me to get on. And then, when I get on, if the mule is is real tight, I might just swing right back off the mule, and I might do a little bit more groundwork, and I might get on again, and if she's still tight, just get off again. I would. I mean, I have no problem spending two or three hours that day just saddling and unsaddling and getting on and off. That doesn't bother me at all. You want to address these things because this tightness is going to get in your way. Um, all this is really important for you guys to get sorted out as quick as you can because this tightness that they have when they're cold-backed or they're humpy or whatever you want to say they are um, is going to affect you. You're not going to get nice, relaxed movements if if they're like this. You'll never be able to advance. So, Samantha, good question. Thank you for asking. All right, let's see what else you guys have here. All right. Um, Gina Garten. Uh, so, Todd picks up on my fear when mounting, so he moves away. So, Gina, one thing you can work on, if you're having 
a little bit of fear to get on Todd, and if he's having a little bit of worry about you getting on, I highly recommend the fence work. Um, you know what I'm talking about. You've been to clinics. Um, you've done this with me. So work on that fence work. Get Todd to come up to you on that fence. It's a safe place for you to be. Get him to where he will come up to you. Um, a lot of times with the mules and stuff, you a lot of people will, uh, and you never want to be guilty of this, but take the mounting block to the mule. The mule moves. They get off the mounting block, walk back toward the mule, do it again. Um, but work on getting Todd to come up to you on the mounting block. Uh, work on Todd coming up to you on the fence or whatever. And, and for one, you can get your confidence up. And two, it'll get his abilities up to come up there. Okay. Let's see what else we got here. I'm going to scroll some more. Great questions so far and a lot of good comments on here. Um, I do read these comments after we get off Meal Tip Tuesday. And so if there's a question that I miss, I will try to save it for next week or sometimes I just answer them. Or sometimes Sky answers them too. Um, all right. Stephanie Kelly says, I have saved all the mule tip challenges. Um, all the mule, t uh, will they disappear? All the mule tips are on, are on our podcast and on Facebook, Stephanie. So if you're talking about mule tips, they're all there. They won't go away. But the challenges, if the everyday mulemanship challenges, that's uh, what I've been sending out on Sundays. Um, yeah, they won't they won't be there. They're going to be on our online video library. So if you want to subscribe to that when it comes available, you sure could, and we would appreciate having that, uh, having you follow us there. More more to come on that. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm looking for some more questions for you guys. I got time for one more. Um, let's see. This is Sky's job. I need her to come here. Scroll through these. She's quicker at it. Um, Diane Gross, what do you got? My mule Pete always tries shoving me with his head when I am bridling him. Maybe an old habit. What do you suggest to remedy this behavior? Diane, that is very annoying behavior, isn't it? Uh, when they swing their head at you. And those are some big old heads that these mules and donkeys and horses have too. They can do some damage. So you want to get that lined out. Um, Diane, if you look back to, um, I can't remember which week it is, but actually, um, one of those challenges I set out, I sent out, um, this year was bridling with quality. And in that video, I give you three prerequisites that I need all my mules to do before I will bridle or to help you bridle. And those three things is what I would do. Diane, those are number one. Get your lateral flexion nice and soft um, both ways, but obviously particularly to the left if you bridle from the left. And when I say lateral flexion, get it good. Remember that if I hold them there, they ought to stay there with me. So a lot of people will just work on the surface level of lateral flexion, meaning they just get, okay, they put a little pressure and the meal bends. Okay, that's not good enough, I guess. That's not far enough. Um, if I'm holding that rein, they ought to be able to maintain that. If I'm there offering that feel, they should maintain that. So you should get your mule Pete to be able to bend to the left while you're bridling, okay? Um, number two on that, Diane, 
is teach Pete how to lower his head. This is super easy to do. There's two ways of doing it, and I'll kind of just explain it just best I can right now. But the easiest way is I will take my left hand, and on the cheek piece of the halter, I will ask the mule to bend, just tip its nose, just about 45 degrees to the left with my left hand, and I will continue to hold that there with my left hand, okay? Then I'll take my right hand, and I'll use my middle finger and my thumb, and I'll go just behind the pole on either side of the neck of that uh, 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 of the neck bone there and I will you'll find there's a little spot where they have calyx almost every every mule I've ever seen has calyx right behind the pole on either side of the neck and I will place my middle finger and my thumb right there and I'll just put a slight amount of pressure uh, I don't know how to measure that for you but just a slight amount of pressure you're not pushing hard it's just a little bit of pressure um, and when the mule even just offers a chance at tipping his head down, just lowering his head even a little try, just let go with your right hand. Just let go. And I'd get to where I could lower that head. And then I'd get to where I could lower it um, easy enough with my hand that I could just press my forearm on that pole, basically, right, just real lightly, and the mule would lower its head. And then lastly, another, another tip that... Um, Oh, this has helped so many people. And when I kind of come across this, this really helped me. But I bit, I put the bit in from the right side of the mouth. So most of you way back, think way back to 4-H, way back to how grandpa taught you to bit from the left side. Okay? When you bit from the left side, you're always pushing the mule away from you. So bit from the right, and that'll bring that head to you a little bit better. But basically... Um, when, when he's shoving his head all around, pushing his head all around, that's just a sign that basically you don't have control of where you would like that head to be. So those three things will help you there. So that's a great question, Diane. Um, all right, folks, we are out of time. Um, if I find some questions I didn't get to, I'll try to get to them next week or answer you here later and comment. But, um, hey, it's Thanksgiving this week. Um, for all you guys watching here in the U.S., course we've got a lot of folks scotland and australia and ireland it looks like um, canada mexico um, but everybody here in the u.s we're celebra celebrating thanksgiving and so i just want to tell all of you guys watching and listening whether you're watching live right now on on this facebook live or you listen later on the everyday mealmanship podcast thank you guys sincerely for tuning in every tuesday and listening and following, asking your questions. Thanks for your dedication to mulemanship and trying to get better. I hope you guys have a blessed Thanksgiving, get to spend time with your families. And those of you guys that are from uh, other countries, hey, you know, Thanksgiving is like the best holiday ever, so you should just do it. You should just do it. We can always be thankful, right? But thank you guys. Um, if you enjoyed today's Mule Tip Tuesday, uh, if you would leave us a five-star review and leave some comments, I'd be grateful to you. If you would hit the like button and hit the share button and make sure you're subscribed, I would appreciate it. So God bless you guys and we will see you next week.